Welcome back to The Rundown, our first episode of 2024. Myself, Kayla Jones of The Money Barrel, and I am back with Casey Allen of BarrelRacing.com. Casey, welcome. I feel like it's been forever since I've got to do one of these with somebody else. I know. I missed you. You've been busy, NFR, life, holidays, and now now are you ready for 2024? I am ready to be done with 2023. Let's put it like that. I walked in real slow to 2024. I took a bubble bath, went to bed early, didn't want to disrupt everything. So we're excited to get it rolling. Well, here we are. We have a lot to talk about. You know, we thought taking a couple weeks break over the holidays would be a great idea. And then all of a sudden we realized how many events there were and we didn't want to miss any of them, which we still probably are, but we're going to cover as much as we can and not be a full hour long podcast uh, Monday morning. This week's episode is brought to you by the Colorado Classic this week. Um, our stallion auction is open. There are 216 studs ready to be bid on. It might be the biggest offering of studs I've ever had. You can visit www.coloradoclassicstallions.com to register to bid. This is for 2024 stud contracts. We have a stallion for every single program from top barrel studs to the best up-and-coming junior sires, rope horse sires, racehorse sires. Um, I think, you know, we have Eddie Stinson, DeFoos, to Rays of Pep, to KG Do It For Fame, Audios Pantalones, I meant whatever, whatever you want, we have it. So go take a look. The auction closes January 20th at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can set up bids, set max bids, pay by credit card, pay by check, whatever you want. So uh, go take a look. All right, um, we're going to go back a couple weeks, and Casey, you want to kick it off with the Denver qualifier? Yes, as we know, I'm going to try to go super fast through this. Um, Pro Rodeo season is underway. Odessa is rolling. The Southeastern Circuit is gearing up for a couple months of rodeos. We're finishing up circuit finals. We'll get to that in a little bit, but Denver qualifier for next year. So there was about 145 girls that competed in Denver to qualify for National Western Stock Show and Rodeo. 40 of the 80 contestants that are going to NWSSR come from this qualifier. And the way it worked is there was two rounds. They take the top 10 from each round and then the rest from the average. Um, so kind of cool format there. But it was the Cheryl Kennedy show on Papagayo. They swept, um, won both rounds in the average for almost $7,000 to secure their spot. And that's launching them up the standings for 2024, um, world standings and mountain states standings. Um, Papagayo was born, raised, and trained by Smoke Creek Quarter Horses. He's known as Poppy. Uh, Cody Bowserman won a lot on him his maturity year. And then Andre Coelho also had a lot of success on him, and now he is Cheryl's main mount. He looks like such a fun time to run. <laughs> you know, I just heard that, like, he loves Cheryl. Like, that horse loves Cheryl. So it was really cool to see them win. The OG fans remember probably that Bill and Cheryl Kennedy were one of your first podcast guests um, back on episode three, season one. Um, so if you guys didn't get to listen to those, you weren't a fan yet, got to go back and check it out. And then um, he's by Trace Sace out of a Dash to Fame mare, Miss Lucky Lucky. And then close behind Cheryl both rounds was Fonda Melby. 
She was second in each round in the average on her stud RF back for the cash. That is a judge cash son out of RC back in black. It seemed like 2023 was that mare's year. Um, so they picked up a little bit, $6,000 there and are going to the big show. And I think Denver kicks off uh, sometime this week. I know they have the Colorado versus the world, which we'll recap next week. We'll do all of Denver next week, but um, I know it's kicking off. So it'll be exciting to watch them. Hop into the Tucson, Arizona Extreme Barrel Race that was held the 27th through the 31st of December. They paid out $315,000. They had daily races, the Extreme Mini Million, Paternity Derby Side Pots, you name it, they had it. It looked like a really good race. The biggest winner was Seely Pinkston on He's So Epic. They had a clean sweep of all four rounds. They broke the arena record. They went one, two, and three in the mini million because all the times kind of go into one pot. And then um, they won the 2D from their own time, won the Derby and more. They earned over $43,000. He's So Epic is a 2018 stallion by Epic Leader out of Maddie Ross, which when I was looking into his pedigree, I thought it was really cool that she's a daughter of Dash to Fame, but it's also a full sibling to FM radio, lion's share of fame, gun battle. So um, she has that really cool, I think it's on a, on a bunny, high on a bunny, something. I don't know. I should have looked before saying that, but anyways, really cool bloodlines. And I've seen them post that his 2024 book is sold out, but you can get out a 2025 waiting list. So another junior up and coming sire, the fraternity average champ was Sherry Servi on MP meter, my fame. She was a fraternity average champion and the second round champ. That's a 2019 mare by Dash to Fame out of Stingray. So um, I think that makes her a full sibling to Money May, right? That good one um, that she's been running. And then the first round of the fraternity went to Lindsay Lindsay and Fame Joe Walker by KG Do It For Fame. And we're going to talk a lot about that team in just a minute. The Extreme Mini Million also announced their 2024 schedule, um, which all of these are just, you know, really big side pots for everybody. Great opens. They have everything from uh, King City, California. They have a couple in Waco. The Red Rocket in South Jordan has them. Heber City, Utah in April. They have one in Las Vegas. Um, the Idaho Barrel Fraternity is going to have one. We are actually really excited to host one at the Run at the Rose and the Colorado Classic. Um, both weekends are going to go into one extreme mini million pot. So that thing is going to pay out fantastic. And then um, they'll also have one at Fiddler's again. So cool to see that and already the opportunities stacking up. Um, speaking of schedules, Breeders Challenge also released their schedule over the last couple weeks. Um, our thoughts and prayers have been with them and the Cinder Lakes Ranch team as they lost one of their founders and owners, Rick Ford, last month. And Rick was such a crucial part of the Breeders Challenge, but they have announced that they will succeed in continuing the Breeders Challenge up to Rick's standards. 2024 will be full speed ahead, and we know they will pull it off um, absolutely in his memory. So the first qualifier is actually next weekend at the Golden Buckle in Waco. They have six qualifiers for the year. Kinder Cup is going to have one in February. Lucky Dog Memphis is going to have one in May. The Royal Crown and Guthrie is going to be qualifier number four. 
They are coming back to the Colorado Classic for qualifier number five, which we're excited to host them again. So come on out to Montrose. And then qualifier six will be the Royal Crown in Rock Springs, Wyoming in August. And then all of those, you know, you qualify and I'm sure their finals will be in September in Texas again. Um, And then they're also going to have a 10,000 West Coast Challenge at the Sand Cup in Moses Lake in April. So exciting to get that out and we're excited to see our name on a lot of these schedules. Yeah. I love that. There's such a great variety of events. You can get qualified for breeder challenge and with the extreme mini million too, same thing. Like it's nice to see so many different regions represented there. Um, so also somewhere where a lot of different regions were represented this weekend was at the WCRA stampede at the E in Guthrie, Oklahoma, Lazy E Arena there. It was kind of fun to see a different pattern set up. They didn't have the standard pattern set up like you see at like Pink Buckle or Ruby Buckle. Um, it was a low 15-second pattern, um, super cool variety of girls. But who ended up on top at the end of the weekend was Stephanie Fryer. She won the $15,000 event title on Some Streak in French. Everybody calls him Fast Frank. Um, that's super cool red horse she's been running for the last few years. She placed in both progressive rounds, actually. Um, first round, she was second behind Jordan Driver and TR Heavens Illuminated. That's Cyrus, the horse that Molly Montgomery won the Old Fort Days Futurity on in 2022. It's a JL Dash to Heaven. Um, he's got lifetime earnings of over 265000 Um, I just think it's a cool horse, so I, I get a little excited to watch him. Um, but Jordan is, if you guys haven't heard of her, Jordan Driver, she's from Texas. She's come up through the W series a lot. She is just as handy with a breakaway rope as she is in the barrel racing. Um, she's rodeoing for Tarleton state right now. So just one of those younger girls we like to watch coming up. But the second progressive round was won by former IPRA world champion, Kendall Scruggs and Melrose Chrome. This is one of those kind of cool underdog stories we saw like shape out through the weekend. It's a nine-year-old gelding battled some injuries. Kendall got him in because he was ducking the second barrel with a younger girl. She was planning on selling him and he's just taken on to rodeos and just been doing awesome. And if anybody knows Kendall Scruggs, she's from Mississippi. She is one of the grittiest riders you will ever meet. Um, so I really loved rooting for her. She's going to be back at the international finals rodeo. That's the IPRA finals next weekend in Guthrie. So we got to see kind of NFR qualifiers with Steph Fryer. Emily Beisel was there, the younger collegiate girls, IPRA girls, um, just a really fun event last weekend. So fun thing about Stephanie Fryer with her winning the $15,000 at Stampede at the E, it's her second WCRA win in a row. Um, so if she wins a third event, which the next one will be in Corpus Christi, you win three consecutive events, you can win a million dollar bonus. Um, RC Landingham right now is a bareback rider. He's the only person to ever win a million dollars bonus. Um, I say that like, it's not a big deal. Just only person ever win a million, only. but yeah, um, he did that in 2022 at the Cowtown Christmas event they had in Fort Worth, um, got that bonus. So it is real. It can happen. Um, but Steph is very much in that running. So if she wins Corpus Christi, she'll get a million dollar bonus. Um, so we're just kind of watching that unfold and the richest two weeks of rodeo in Oklahoma history is going on right now. If you guys aren't tuned into that, like I said, IFR is going to be this week. It has 500,000 added to that rodeo, um, which is a big jump from $300,000 that they had added at their finals last year. So we've just been having fun watching all the action in Guthrie. 
it's crazy that there's so many events that I think about in my brain. And then there's so many more that I didn't even realize were going on at the same time. So we're going to have <laughs> a lot. There has to be at least two of us. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more for us to cover next week. Um, going back to kind of the fraternity world, the Lone Star Shootout and Barrel Race and Fraternity was held uh, in Hamilton, Texas, just going on as we speak. They're still running the Open. They had a 25,000 added fraternity, 7,500 added derby, 2,500 added high stakes, 10,000 added their Opens, future fortunes, bonus money, fraternity salaries, had everything. Um, That's where all, you know, the Texas Southern trainers kind of stuck. And my favorite part of the year right now of the January fraternities is just seeing all the new names that we're going to get talking about all year. Jolie Montgomery won 3,200 to win round one on MCM Trace a Legacy. This is a Trace Ace mare at a Mulberry Canyon Moon that's owned by Dunn Ranch and is a full sister to their stud, MCM I'm a Hoss. And Ashley Schaefer won the 2D on Supersonic Sophie for 1,100. And I just love that name. Mitzi Duke won round two on Just Chillin', a four-year-old Blazin' Jetalina mare out of Tiny's Famous Miracle by Dean Miracle out of SF Tiny Bit of Fame, which is actually from the Smoke Creek Quarter Horse Program as well that we talked about a little bit earlier. And then going to the average was Cassie Mowry on Goodbye Sophie. She's back to the fraternities, didn't miss a beat after her NFR, you know, rodeoing in December. Paid $8,000 to win the average. This was on a goodbye lane mare out of famous Sophie, who's by Dash to Fame. The reserve title in the fraternity went to Adios Pantalones and Trisha Aldridge. They also had a fraternity slot race that Hallie Hansen won on Persnickety for $6,500. And that horse is owned by 88 Ranch Performance Horses and is by Slick and Black out of RC back in black. And then um, we just want to mention with Trisha and Adios, we have a really, really cool Patreon episode coming out this week to kick off our main episodes for the year. Um, if you aren't a Patreon member yet, you can sign up, just go to patreon.com, search the money barrel, um, or download the app search us. It's just $5 a month and you'll get access to all of the other exclusive episodes we've done, bonus content throughout the year on basically all of our other episodes. Um, but we had a really cool conversation with Trisha about audios. She bought him as a weanling and has really like captivated the good and the bad of the barrel racing industry through her TikToks in her Facebook pages and everything. And she puts it all out there in her goals and their goals to win 300,000 on this stud this year. Um, and I think, I mean, she had to have won another 10 or 12,000 this weekend. So um, be, be looking for that if you aren't a Patreon or if you're a Patreon member. The Derby round one was won by London Gorham and Running with Wings. Um, so exciting to see them win, but kind of bummed this is still a Derby horse. <laughs> we have to try to outrun again in 2024. Um, Running with Wings is her good jail dash to heaven. It paid $2,000 for the round. Round two was taken by Katie Jo Halbert on Miss Bellania. This is the Trace Ace mare that was fraternityed by Jody Miller, and they set a new arena record with a 15.038. So that helped them seal the deal on the average, taking home the championship and another $4,100. Reserve in the Derby was Haley Kinzel on her mare Reese, TR Judge's Doll. 
and I just always love seeing Reese do well. So um, HK was back out there hitting the derby, and she had a couple fraternity horses in her too. So um, got got the young ones up and coming. Did a high roller 3D race with 2,500 added. It paid out super, super well. Um, London won it with her 15 one from round one in the Derby. Paid 5,500 to win it. The 2D was won by Billy Harmon on Flingin' De Niro for 33.20. And the 3D was won by Laura Alexander on Megan 75 for 2,200. And then their open, um, their main open, it looked like people could roll from like Friday and Saturday to the one open on Saturday and they had 6,500 added. So it paid out crazy. It paid 4,400 to win it. Katie and Miss Melania obviously took that with their 15-0. 2D went to James Barnes and this guy will moon ya for 3,800 and the 3D paid 2,500 to Riley Leach and Louis Bug and the 4D was won by Cassidy Teague and Black Powder for 1,900. Um, quick shout out to my friend, Sally Conway. She brought up a pretty good point today to us that all but one horse in the 2D at Hamilton won a major fraternity as a fraternity horse or as a fraternity horse this year. So going to show how tough that race is. Um, and you know what, if you could place it, any of those top D's, you, you earned that check. I'm happy with 2D money. It spends just as good as 1D money for me. You know what? I'm happy if I get a check anywhere. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't care where it's at. All right. Um, just so they don't have to listen to me talk for 17 minutes straight. Why don't you take us to the California circuit finals before we wrap up the fraternities? Okay. December 29th to the 31st, um, New Year's weekend, we had the California circuit finals in Red Bluff. So Kathy Petska, definitely not her first amazing circuit year, but she went in with a $12,000 lead in the standings and just carried that momentum, placed second in the first round, tied to win the average to just lock up that circuit title. Um, her horse, Jeffrey, was also voted horse of the year. We always like to give shout out to those horses in the circuit. Um, his registered name is Dinero Made Me Famous. He's a PC Frenchman's heyday out of Reb's Little Fane. Um, which is another great horse carrying the Busby Quarter Horse brand that has been winning with Kathy for years. They've just been an amazing team. Uh, last year, right, she didn't have him at circuit finals. She rode a different horse. He had rodeoed with her all year. Um, so it was nice that she got to finish out that year on him and have that circuit finals. Um, but the first round, breaking down the actual rounds, uh, went to Anne McGillcrest. Um, we've talked about her a ton in the fall. You talked about her a lot. Um, they placed third in the third round also. And then round two went to Kay Cochran and round three went to Shelby Bates. Peyton Shopik, I feel like I always say that wrong. Um, she <laughs> placed in all three rounds and actually tied with Kathy for the average win with 40.72 seconds on three. And don't have this fully confirmed, but we think she should get the second spot to the NFR Open in July. And there's two more circuit finals to go. Montana and First Frontier kick off on the 11th. So we'll have those recaps next week. And then I think the world standings should be shaken up some. Because mm -hmm. I think I learned that, you know, the world standing doesn't reflect any of the circuit finals money until after all of them are done. So um, that'll be exciting to see that, you know, January 15th world standings update 
as well. And then bouncing back to the fraternity world, the MV fraternity in Buckeye. I could talk a lot about this one. I'll try to keep this one short, but we all know I love when the Kathy Grimes program does well. Um, the fraternity, the first round went to Abby Graham on Yo, a Famous Gal I Know by Dashing Move Fame out of JC Frosted, Frosty Midge. It paid $3,100 to win the round. Second and third in the round went to Lindsay Lindsay on Fame Joe Walker and Shine for Fame Louie. This is the same team that we talked about back in the extreme. And both of these were by KG Do It For Fame. They took home like 4,900 for the day. The 2D went to Leah Crockett on KG Just a Game Changer. This is another Kathy Grimes horse by RR Mr. Kelly out of KG Just As We Expected. I know you and I were talking before we started recording. There are a lot of RR Mr. Kelly's in the re uh, results already to kick off this year. So that will be exciting to see all of his hit everything. And I know you're very partial to him. I'm just a little partial to him. So, but and he gets his first year with his first crop running. So we're, we're pumped. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, round two was another great day for Lindsay and Fame Joe Walker. They won the round running a 17-268, and she was third on Shine for Fame Louie. This put Lindsay winning the average on Fame Joe Walker and second in the average on Shine for Fame Louie. And I just think it's so cool that they went one-two, the duo by KG Do It For Fame, seeing those, you know, junior sires or sires with not a lot of bulls out on the ground, you know, doing so well. And they won $15,500 plus maybe some more in the opens together. So good weekend for that team. We, we do have a stud fee for him in our auction. Keep that always. Um, shout out to Taylor Rivera for winning the fraternity amateur title on her feel the sting Colt sting operator. That is out of Pritzy Dashmare, dashing for payday. I'm pretty sure that one came from Daniel Campbell's program, um, if I remember right. And I just love seeing people get in the amateurs and the non-pros and test out fraternities. And um, I've also seen a lot of field stings do good too. So um, it'll be, you know, there's going to be some new sires to talk about this year. Jordan Knight had a fantastic showing in the Derby. She won both rounds on He's a Swift Spider, running a 17-0, followed up by a 16-79 in round two. She also won the Opens Friday and Saturday on him. And then she has Dashing French Bell in her trailer as well. She placed second in round two, running a 16-814 on Barbie and won the reserve derby title. So Fraternity and Derby went one, two, same, same jockeys, pretty tough. Um, that's the mare that Taylor Hill just fraternity a year or two ago. And then she's by Dash to Fame out of French Barbell which is turning into one of the elite broodmares of the industry. This is also the dam of Adios Pantalones that we talk so much about and a bunch of Monica McClung's great gellings. So it's really fun seeing all the genetics at play and um, on different crosses as well. I'm just pumped. We're getting rodeos rolling. We're getting fraternities rolling. See, 2024 is good. It is going <laughs> to be good. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot. The barrel industry is on fire. For sure. And so right now in BarrelRacing.com space, we are pumped because we're rolling out some of the bloodlines that we mentioned. We've got trainers on in our videos, but we're rolling out a series with Ryan Padone still on Ride TV right now. Um, and we're dropping more footage coming up with Jordan and Justin Briggs 
from their clinic. And then we've got a shoot we did last summer and um, where we've got to really follow a lot of the horses in their program and just watch different bloodlines come up. So that's been a ton of fun. Um, but if you are looking to get on ride TV, if you can't get outside in your arena and ride as much as you want to, but you still want to work on your game a little bit, use code rundown 15 to receive 15% off. This is the perfect time to do it. Like I said, just sit if you're sitting on the couch, hanging out. Um, and then I did want to mention uh, that the barrel racing community has just lost too many people, um, especially lately. Um, but I wanted to give a shout out to everybody in Missouri, Tennessee, Illinois area. Um, we did lose JT Morton last week. He was 38 years old. Um, JT put on some barrel races. He was known as being a great groundsman. He was on that Sykeston JC Boot Hill Committee. And um, we talked about that amazing ground at Sykeston. He was actually on our August 21st rundown part of an interview we did with him where he talked about how they made that ground great. He talks about the relationship between tractor drivers and barrel racers um, and just kind of how barrel racers can help advocate for themselves a little bit at rodeos and things. Um, just super nice all around guy. I was fortunate enough to run against him um, in Missouri and Tennessee a good bit, just always willing to lend a helping hand. Um, he was a barrel racer, so he knew everything through and through. He was a horse transporter, had a lot of great relationships in the industry, um, and he is survived by his 12-year-old son, Jaden. So his celebration of life is going to be next week. Um, if anybody is in that area knows Cassie and Josh Morton, that's his brother and sister-in-law, and they've posted all the information about that. So, And on that note, looking ahead, we will be back next week. Um Maybe we'll cover things in a more linear version than we did this time, but we'll we'll try to talk about all the barrel races going on coast to coast. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're back. Happy 2024.